Hey, 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 this is Tanetta Clay, your life and relationship coach. And your black girl who reads, I want to welcome you out to this part number 24. This is the last part of the book, The Master Key System. And I want to say that if you have not um, heard the other 23 parts, make sure that you go back on this podcast and check them out. Y'all, y'all do not want to miss them. I'm sure the last part, the last chapter is going to be awesome as well. Um, but I do want to let you all know before we get into it that this episode is sponsored by Speak Your Truth Life and Relationship Coaching. There's going to be a link in the um, in the description of the podcast I mean, of this episode, so make sure that you're clicking that link and go ahead and get, pick up the free book called Where Are You? It's an ebook, and that's going to help you with exactly what this book is talking about, thinking about where you've been, the life that you've created, and of course planning for where you're trying to go to manifest and for what you want. So, like I said, make sure that you pick that up. So let's go ahead and get into part number 24. Again, this is Tanetta Clay, your life and relationship coach. Let's get, let's get into it, y'all. Introduction to part 24. In close, you will find part 24, your final lesson of this course. If you have practiced each of the exercises a few minutes every day, as suggested, you will have found that you can get out of life exactly what you wish by first putting into life what you wish. And you will probably agree with the student who said, the thought is almost overwhelming, so vast, so available, so definite, so reasonable, and so usable. <clears throat> the fruit of this knowledge is, as it were, a gift of the gods. It is the truth that makes men free, not only free from every lack and limitation, but free from sorrow, worry, and care. And it is not wonderful to realize that this law is no respecter of persons. That it makes no difference what your habit of thought may be, the way has been prepared. If you are inclined to be religious, the greatest religious teacher the world has ever known made the way so plain that all may follow. If your mental bias is towards physical science, the law will operate with mathematical certainty. If you are inclined to be philosophical, Plato or Emerson may be your teacher. But in either case, you may reach degrees of power to which it is impossible to assign any limit. An understanding of this principle, I believe, is the secret for which the ancient alchemists vainly sought because it explains how gold in the mind may be transmuted into gold in the heart and in the hand. Now on to part number 24. When the scientists first put the sun in the center of the solar system and sent the earth spinning around it, there was an immense surprise and consternation. The whole idea was self-evidently false. Nothing was more certain than the movement of the sun across the sky, and everyone could see it descend behind the western hills and sink into the sea. Scholars raged, and scientists rejected the idea as absurd, yet the evidence has finally carried conviction into the minds of all. We speak of a bell as a sounding body, yet we know that all the bell can do is to produce vibrations in the air. When these vibrations come at the rate of 16 per second, they cause a sound to be heard in the mind. It is also possible for the mind to hear vibrations up to a rate of 38,000 vibrations per second. When the number increases beyond this, all is silence again. So that we know that the sound is not in the bell, it is in our mind. We speak and even think of the sun as giving light. Yet we know it is simply giving forth energy, which produces vibrations in the ether at the rate of 400 trillion a second, causing what we term light waves, so that we know that we call light is simply a form of energy, 
that the light that the only light there is is the sensation caused in the mind by the motions of the waves when the number increases the light changes in color each change in color being caused by shorter and more rapid vibrations so that although we speak of the rose as being red y'all my sinuses are driving me crazy today let's get back to the book <laughs> The grass is being green or the sky is being blue. We know that colors exist only in our mind and are the sensations experienced by us as a result of the vibrations of light waves. When the vibrations are reduced below 400 trillion a second, they no longer affect us as light. But we experience a sensation of heat. It is evident, therefore, that we cannot depend upon the evidence of the senses for our information concerning the realities of things. If we did, we should believe that the sun moved, that the world was flat instead of round, that the stars were bits of light instead of vast suns. The whole range then of the theory and practice of any system of metaphysics consists in knowing the truth concerning yourself, <clears throat> excuse me, and the world in which you live. And knowing that in order to express harmony, you must think harmony in order to express health. You must think health. And in order to express abundance, you must think abundance. And to do this, you must reverse the evidence of the senses. When you come to know that every form of disease, sickness, lack, and limitation are simply the result of wrong thinking, you, have, you will have come to know the truth which shall make you free. You will see how mountains may be removed. Hmm. If these mountains consist only of doubt, fear, okay, I understand that, distrust or other forms of discouragement, they are nonetheless real, and they need not only be removed but to be cast into the sea. Your real work consists in convincing yourself the truth of these statements. When you have succeeded in doing this, you will have no difficulty in thinking the truth. And as has been shown, the truth contains a vital principle and will manifest itself. Those who heal diseases by mental methods have come to know this truth. They demonstrate it in their lives and the lives of others daily. They know that life, health, and abundance are omnipresent, filling all space. And they know that those who allow disease or lack of any kind to manifest have as yet not come into an understanding of this great law. As all conditions are thought creations and therefore entirely mental, disease and lack are simply mental conditions in which the person fails to perceive the truth. As soon as the error is removed, the condition is removed. The method for removing this error is to go into the silence and know the truth. As all mind is one mind, you can do this for yourself or anyone else. If you have learned to form mental images of the conditions desired, this will be the easiest and quickest way to secure results. If not, results can be accomplished by argument, by the process of convincing yourself absolutely of the truth of your statement. Remember, and this is one of the most difficult as well as wonderful statements to grasp, remember that no matter what the difficulty is, no matter where it is, no matter who it is affected, you have no patient but yourself. You have nothing to do but convince yourself of the truth which you desire to see manifested. 
This is the exact scientific statement in accordance with every system of metaphysics in existence. And no permanent results are ever secured in any other way. Every form of concentration forming mental images, argument, and auto-suggestion are simply methods by which you are unable to realize the truth. If you desire to help someone to destroy some form of lack, limitation, or error, the correct method is not to think of the person whom you wish to help. The intention is to help them. The intention to help them is entirely sufficient, as this puts you in mental touch with the person. Then drive up, then drive out of your own mind any belief, lack, disease, danger, difficulty, or whatever the trouble might be. As soon as you have succeeded in doing this, the result will have been accomplished and the person will be free. But remember that thought is creative and consequently, every time you allow your thought to rest on any inharmonious condition, you must realize that such conditions are apparently apparent only. They have no reality. That spirit is the only reality and it can never be less than perfect. All thought is a form of energy, a rate of vibration, but a thought of the truth is the highest rate of vibration known and consequently destroys every form of error in exactly the same way that light destroys darkness. No form of error can exist when the truth appears, so that your entire mental work consists in coming into an understanding of the truth. <clears throat> this will enable you to overcome every form of lack, limitation, or disease of any kind. We can get no understanding of the truth from the world without. The world without is relative only. Truth is absolute. We must therefore find it in the world within. To train the mind to see truth is only to express true conditions. Our ability to do this will be an indication as to the progress we are making. The absolute truth is the I is perfect and complete. The real I is spiritual and can therefore never be less than perfect. It can never have any lack, limitation, or disease. The flash of genius does not have an origin in the molecular motion of the brain. It is inspired by the ego. The spiritual I, which is the only universal mind, and it is our ability to recognize this unity, which is the cause of all inspiration, all genius. These results are far-reaching and have effect upon generations yet to come. They are the pillars of fire which mark the path that millions follow. <clears throat> Truth is not the result of logical training or of experimentation or even observation. It is the product of a developed consciousness. Truth within a Caesar manifests in a Caesar's deportment, in his life and his action, his influence upon social forms and progress. Your life and your actions and your influence in the world will depend upon the degree of truth which you are unable to perceive. For truth will not manifest in creeds but in conduct. Truth manifests in character and the character of a man should be interpretation of his religion or what to him is truth. And this will in turn be evidenced in the character of his possession. If a man complains of the drift of his fortune, he is just as unjust to himself as he, as if he should deny rational truth. <laughs> Though it stand patent and irrefutable. Our environment and the innumerable circumstances and accidents of our lives already exist in the subconscious personality 
which attracts to itself the mental and physical material, which is congenial to its nature. Thus, our future being determined from our present, and if there should be apparent injustice in any feature or phase of our life, person of our personal life, we must look within for the cause, try to discover the mental fact which is responsible for the outward manifestation. It is this truth which you make. It is this truth which, which makes you free, and it is the conscious knowledge of this truth which will enable you to overcome every difficulty. I greatly understand that. The conditions which, with which you meet in the world without are invariably the result of the conditions obtaining in the world within. Therefore, it follows the scientific accuracy that by holding the perfect ideal in mind, you can bring about ideal conditions in your environment. If you see only the incomplete, the imperfect, the relative, the limited, these conditions will manifest in your life. But if you train your mind to see and realize the spirit ego, the I which is forever perfect and, perfect and complete, harmonious, wholesome, and healthful, conditions only will be manifested. As thought is creative and the truth is the highest and most perfect thought which anyone can think, it is self-evident that to think the truth is to create that which is true, and it is again evident that when truth comes into being, that which is false must cease to be. The universal mind is the totality of all mind which is in existence. Spirit is mind because spirit is intelligent. The words are therefore synonymous. The difficulty with which you have to contend is to realize that mind is not individual. It is omnipresent. It is everywhere. In other words, there is no place where it's not. It is therefore universal. Men have heretofore generally used the word God to indicate this universal creative principle, but the word God does not convey the right meaning. Most people understand this word to mean something outside of themselves, while exactly the contrary is the fact. It is our very life. Without it, we would be dead. We would cease to exist. The minute the spirit leaves the body, we are nothing. Therefore, the spirit really is really all there is of us. Now, the only activity which the spirit possesses is the power to think. Therefore, thought must be creative because spirit is creative. This creative power is impersonal and your ability to think is your ability to control it and make use of it for the benefit of yourself and others. When the truth of this statement is realized, understood and appreciated, you will have come into possession of the master key. But remember that only those who are wise enough to understand, broad enough to weigh the evidence, firm enough to follow their own judgment and strong enough to make the sacrifice exacted may enter and partake. This week, try to realize that this is truly a wonderful world in which we live, that you are a wonderful being, that many are awakened to a knowledge of the truth, and as fast as they awaken, come into the knowledge of the things which have been prepared for them, to realize that I had not seen nor ear heard, nor hath it entered into the heart of man, the splendors which exist for those who find themselves in the promised land. They have crossed the river of judgment and have arrived at the point of discrimination between the truth and the false. And have found that all they will ever and have found that all they ever willed or dream 
was but a faint concept of this dazzling reality. Here's a quote. Though an inheritance of acres may be queefed, an inheritance of knowledge and wisdom cannot, the wealthy man pay others for doing his work for him, <clears throat> but it is impossible to get his thinking done for him by another or to purchase any kind of self-culture. S. Smiles. So we're almost to the end, y'all, but, but before I get to the questions and answers, I want to just take a break just to let you know that this podcast episode is sponsored again by Speaker Truth, Life, and Relationship Coaching, where um, I help you fix your life and your relationship. And I want to point out again, there's a link in the description of the episode that's going to take you to my link tree. I want you to look for that ebook called Where Are You? And go ahead and click on that thing and go ahead and pick that up. This whole entire book. Um, I guess as I think about the book, the, the ebook that I wrote and that kind of thing is based off of some of these principles in this book that I just read y'all, the master key system, all the thoughts that you had that's created everything up until now. And then of course the thoughts that you have for the future, that's going to manifest that future. So like I said, pick up the ebook is called, where are you? So let's go ahead and get into our last 10 questions. Y'all the study questions and answers for chapter number 24, the last chapter of the book, the master key system by Charles F. Hanel. One, upon what principle does the theory and practice of every system of metaphysics in existence depend? Upon the knowledge of truth concerning yourself and the world in which you live. Two, what is the truth concerning yourself? The real I or ego is spiritual and can therefore never be less than perfect. Three, what is the method of destroying any form of error? <clears throat> To absolutely convince yourself of the truth concerning the condition which you see to be manifested. Four. Can we do this for others? The universal mind in which we live and move and have our being is one and indivisible. It is therefore just as possible to help others as to help ourselves. Five. What is the universal mind? The totality of all mind in existence. Six, where is the universal mind? The universal mind is omnipresent. It exists everywhere. There is no place where it is not. It is therefore within us. It is the world within. It is our spirit. It is our life. Seven, what is the nature of the universal mind? It is spiritual and consequently creative. It seeks to express itself in form. Eight, how may we act upon the universal mind? Our ability to think is our ability to act on the universal mind and bring it into manifestation for the benefit of ourselves and others. What is meant by thinking? Number nine, clear, decisive, calm, deliberate, sustained thought with a definite end in view. Number 10, what will be the result? You will be able to say, it is not I that doeth the work, but the Father that dwelleth within me. He doeth the work. You will come to know that the Father is the universal mind and that he does really and truly dwell within you. In other words, you will come to know that the wonderful premise made in the Bible are fact, not fiction, and can be demonstrated by anyone having sufficient understanding. This is the last and final quote, y'all. Temples have their sacred images, and we see what influences they have always had over a great part of mankind. But in truth, the ideas and images in man's mind are the invisible powers that constantly govern him. And to these, they all pay universally a readily submission. Jonathan Edwards. Yeah, that is the end of the book, The Master Key System by Charles F. Hennell. Like I said, I greatly want to thank y'all for, of course, tuning in for these last 24 parts or for the whole book. I guess I put it that way. So go back if you have not heard or listened to um, parts number 23 
and on down to one. Make sure that y'all go back and check those out. And make sure that y'all are sharing this with your friends and family and those who need to hear this, especially on your social media sites and those kind of things as well. These are very important lessons that will help us, of course, fix our lives. Like I said, I'm in the business of fixing your life and your relationship. That's why I'm a life and relationship coach. And like I said, books like this will help us definitely fix our lives and get our thinking and thoughts and our manifestations in order, I guess I put it that way, and to understand what thinking and thoughts and manifestations are. And like I said, I hope this book greatly helped you. Um, so definitely, like I said, leave a comment down below to let me know how these chapters and how these parts of this book have helped you in your life and for you to manifest something for your future. So I greatly want to hear from y'all. And also that link in the um, show uh, in the episode notes, you can, of course, connect with me everywhere on social media, Facebook, Twitter, um, LinkedIn, um, TikTok, um, Instagram. Like I said, definitely make sure that y'all are following this podcast and you have liked this podcast and subscribed as well. And like I said, again, share this with your family, friends, and your tribe and on your social medias. So with that, again, this is your girl, Tanetta Clay, your black girl who reads your life and relationship coach and speak your truth where I help fix your life and your relationship. Signing out y'all with the last chapter of the master key system from the, um, by the book, by the, um, by Charles F. Hennell. <laughs> Take care, y'all. I have a good one, and I'll see y'all on the next episode.